1: I told you I had it going cooked up. Uh,
2: Well, I'll flip the order of stuff I was going to talk about today because of this. Um, My guy, Dr. Larry Ald, who was at ECU for a long time, retired in 2003, he was my advisor. Uh, he is, uh died. In fact, died uh, earlier in the month, and I'm seeing the obituary uh, today. Uh, Doctor All died in Raleigh. He was living at a uh, retirement community there. At, that was my guy. He got me through the four years of uh, of uh, East Carolina.
1: I feel like most still people. Be there. I feel like most people have a special relationship with their advisor in college.
2: By the way, that's Cookie Chris Cookie Cook D J C Squared.
0: Woo! slowing
2: the a little slow slowing the uptake there today cookie um no i i look i'd still be there cookie if it were not for dr old so oh like i'd, you'd I'd have never been in graduated class with you oh okay oh i never would have gotten through it never would have got i'd i'd be taking classes and
1: hey you're everyone. a smart guy i've been all, no it's it's not bad I just wouldn't know what to have taken Oh, uh, okay, i got you hey we've
2: all i'm been a there. little i'm a little uh high maintenance cookie at times. Have you noticed that?
1: No, a I haven't noticed high. that. Are you kidding me? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so I like to have, you know, a certain attention and Dr. Ald was very good in helping me with that. I've learned some things by reading his obituary, but um uh, hey, I didn't realize he worked in Hawaii. I'm yeah. glad he came to Greenville. I'm grateful he came to Greenville, but uh I, I, don't, I think I'd have stuck with the Hawaii assignment.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you see Greenville, experience Hawaii, and then somehow make your way back to Greenville.
2: <laughs> well, he worked at a lot of college towns. I think he was a guy man, that liked college towns. but
1: Man was, of the uh, young people. 89
2: years old. Yeah, Dr. Alden, 89 years old. Sweet man. Very nice man. Uh, In fact... Some of us students would go with Dr. Ald. It was one of those deals where you go and you put the food. It's like a Mongolian thing. Cook, have you ever eaten one of those? They used to have one in Greenville. It Might still be there for all I know. They do have one in Greenville, but,
1: but I have not been there.
2: Yeah, this was before. Yeah, this. If it's the same one, it's that one. But it's obviously been there a gazillion years. But, uh, Dr. Ald would take me to, take me and a few other students. We'd go with him to the to the uh, Mongolian thing. So this was back in the day when you'd hang with your uh, professors a little bit, you know, outside of school, Cookie.
1: See that? Uh, I'm very cool with some of mine, but I never quite had that experience going out with them. Dr.
2: Ald would, I'd go and and a couple other students would go and we'd sit there and Dr. Ald and some other professors and we'd listen to them. And then Tracy Key was the old softball coach. That's when coaches. Taught classes. I used to ride with her and her Miata out to where we'd hit golf balls into the, uh, to the water for our, uh, golf course class, our golf class in PE. It's a different world now, Cookie. Different world that you're in. It is indeed. From when I was a collegiate. Uh, so if, yeah, the reason Cookie's playing Andy Griffith is because he asked me, you know, cause Cookie, you said you're, you were, you and your, uh, advisor had a pretty good relationship too. We like did. You we, lot, we had right? a
1: similar thing of where he would tell me, he would recommend me stuff not to take and what, like, the easiest thing to take was. Yeah. So I had a good relationship with him, yes.
2: Yeah, Dr. Ald really helped me along the same way. And, uh, McCookie asked me who was my favorite professor. And I don't know if it's, I had a favorite professor. Dr. Singh seems like he was a good one. Uh, we had another guy in political science who I really liked. I thought he looked like a young Stephanopoulos. He's a good guy. I can't remember his name though, but, uh, I don't remember her name, but I had a professor who taught North Carolina history and she was really, really good and she looked like Aunt B. And that's why, that's why Cookie played the song today for Andy Griffith. I just thought it was cool that a professor who looked like Aunt B was teaching me North Carolina history. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. What what better,
1: what better Way to look if you're teaching North Carolina history, right? Right. Who better to learn from
2: than the, uh, the great the professor B. who, right, looks like be All right. Uh, thanks for being with us. We got pirate baseball tomorrow. I know there's a, maybe a, a 50-50 shot at a widely scattered shower tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the rain will hold off and they'll be able to get baseball in. We shall see. I'm kind of looking right now, ugh, not looking great. I don't know. By the time they, by the time everything gets going, the rain should be out of here tomorrow. If it might have to delay it by a little bit, we'll see. We'll keep you updated, of course, but they will play, I'm sure. And they're playing at Segra Stadium in Fayetteville. So, uh, that they'll be able to have the tarp down and be able to play even if it rains at a stadium like that. Um, Weekend's looking really good for the, uh, series against George Mason. Mason's playing, uh, William and Mary today. 83 and breezy Friday, 78 Saturday, although there's a chance of a storm at some point, maybe earlier in the day and then Sunday, 78.
1: It's a nice weekend cookie. Yeah, for a change, right? It's been, I feel like it's been chilly lately.
2: Oh no! It's been it's been, cold. It's well, once, been out
1: cold. Once the time change hits, I'm done with the cold. Like I have no uh, patience for the cold after the time change.
2: Twenty four in the morning. This morning's a little tough. Oh, right? that
1: it's is tough. Going.
2: That was a little tough this morning. Uh, hey, congratulations to John Gilbert, named to the NCAA Baseball Committee, which uh, provides oversight for the uh, championships, including the College World Series. His term will begin in September of this year and will go through August 31st, 2027. Uh, so congratulations to John Gilbert, the uh, baseball committee responsible for selecting, seating and bracketing the entire 64-team tournament field. That includes the AQs from the 30 conference champs and then the remainder of the at-large. So uh, good stuff there. Good stuff there, of course, uh, when it comes to... ECU discussion with him on there. He'll have to, uh, you know, excuse himself from those conversations when the pirates come up. But, uh, that's a good deal. So, uh, happy for John. That's a great honor and, uh, certainly something that he has, uh, he'll be a great representative, uh, on Cookie. Uh, you know, Mr. Beast, right? Oh yeah. Of course. So Tom Brady was in Greenville yesterday. Wait, what? Yeah. I got word after the show that Mr. Beast and Tom Brady were getting together or had gotten together. Uh, apparently a company that is called on to go and do some, some work at Mr. Beast's studio, which is like a movie studio. It's a top secret location. And, uh, Brady. Flew into the Greenville Airport. In fact, uh, one of the, the guys at the airport uh, took a picture with him, posted it up on social media, and then there was the, uh, f- a photo that's appeared with Beast and uh, Tom Brady.
1: See, I saw and that. my guy, Hayes. I uh-huh. saw that Go and ahead. I thought that Mr. Beast had, like, traveled to meet him. I didn't realize Brady had came to Greenville. Brady was in Greenville.
2: Had you run into Brady, what would you have said to? What would you have done, Cookie? Had you
1: run into Tom, terrific! I would have gave you him run the,
2: into the uh, to the Super Bowl champion multiple time, the goat. What would you have done?
1: I would have gave him a casual little head nod and been like, "What up, my man?". You would have got a picture. Oh yeah, I would have gotten a picture, but you got to open it up cool. Okay. though. You can't be like, "Oh my god!" Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: See, I think you'd freak out,
1: Cookie. No, I'd be like, "What's up, my I man? Think How you'd you freak doing?" Freak out a little.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, that's fine. I, I, I if you say so, I I, I say okay.
1: You gotta make him comfortable. Hit him with the my man, like what up my man, how you doing? Ah,
2: is that the key?
1: That's to... the key, yeah. Okay. Like even meeting
2: an Uber celebrity, is that what you're saying?
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: All right. What up, my man? Okay.
1: A little piece of the Well advice. Brady
2: was in town. I you know, I don't know, obviously it was some for one of Mr. B's thing, but he's He's put it on social media. It's blown up. Uh, and I, I did something I rarely do. I tweeted the picture of it, uh, that someone had sent me. And then I tweeted the, the gentleman at the airport, PGV's picture and it's blown up. It's blown up. Uh, that wasn't the only select, by the way, Cookie, do you, my my guy Hayes Permar sports channel eight and uh, fills in for Adam Gold on his show from time to time. He said to me, Cookie. Okay. He said to me, or he tweeted on there in response, he wondered at what point would the people on Twitter recognize Beast before Brady. Uh, th-
1: honestly, we might be at that point. What's the age cutoff? What's the age cutoff? I would say 30 would be the age cutoff. See, I think, but see, I think Brady's such
2: an uber star and was still relevant.
1: Ah, oh, but that you, have you seen? Have you looked at I, any of Mr. Beast videos?
2: No, no, no. I no, no I. I mean, I have. But Dude I, is I, like I, straight it,
1: up it, one I, of the most famous people on the planet.
2: No, I know he is, but he's not in my demo. But what I'm saying is, I wonder. That's an interesting question because, see, I think it's younger than you think it is. Because I think if you're,
1: where do you a put certain it at?
2: Age. It's probably in the mid twenties. Okay. I think it would be mid twenties, low, actually probably low twenties. Now, if you're not a sports fan and you're a fan of, you know, I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to discredit Mr. Beast at all. I mean, as you say, worldwide, world, world renowned,
1: but I just, I think Brady is so, I mean, he's the GOAT, right? Of course. Yeah. There's really no argument against and, that anymore.
2: And he is a legit big time. I mean, it's not like he—he, he, it's not like people don't know what he looks like. So I think if you're a guy that's maybe your age, Cookie, and a sports fan, you'd probably recognize you—you you, in your case, you'd recognize both. Right. I think you've got to get into, uh, you know, twenties or teens before you would have no idea who Brady is. I got you. No, you're and, probably right. And if you're—and if you're a sports fan, you know who Brady is. That's probably the way to put it. Now. Had Mr. Beast posed with
1: Dan Marino? Oh, Mr. Beast got that yeah, easily. 40. I would say 40 would be more of the cutoff for that. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's, yeah, it's probably more 40. You're, you're probably right. Yeah. You're, you're, who's Mr. Beast with this old guy is what people are saying. There. By the way, Mr. Beast is very tall apparently. I don't, the time I met him, I don't remember him being that tall. Oh, you met him? Yeah. He came into the show with us once. Oh, okay.
1: Well, it was, this had to be before, before he blew I was up. here.
2: Oh, it was way before you were here. Oh, okay. Way before you were here. I mean, it's also before he blew up crazy. He was big, but he had not blown up crazy crazy yet. It was right at the beginning of him blowing up crazy.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. So. Hey, Greenville native. Love to see it.
2: No, it's good stuff. Uh, the other celebrity sighting in Greenville, uh, yesterday. Let me make sure I have it. Hang on here,
0: Cookie.
2: That was uh, the mashup that Sports Channel 8 did when uh, Screamin' A said he knows North Carolina. I'm i love the.
0: familiar with North Carolina or oh, uh, North Carolina.
2: They mixed it with, oh, here we
0: Salbury, go. you know what I'm saying, Burlington. <laughs> i did <we, laughs> not I didn't bring up Raleigh, Durham, Greensboro, Charlotte. I brought up a little small town, <laughs> Archdale. I brought up a little so, small town.
1: So. (laughs) I love the random, like, in the mix, uh, the remix, it's like, take your shirt off. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, it's just, it's so randomly thrown in, just take your shirt off. Well, that's the, that's the, well, that's the Petey Pablo song. North Carolina, Raise Up. Oh, okay. You
2: you don't know that song? No, I didn't
1: know that. Oh. I thought that whoever made this was just a genius musically. No, that's, they took the Petey Pablo,
2: that's, Petey Pablo was in town yesterday. Row High Grad. Oh, okay. Pete Pablo. Get on Google, Cookie. Hey, it sounds like I need to. Pete Pablo International Performing Star. He's got his own beer or something now, or booze. Pete Pablo. We've been trying to get Petey Pob on the show for a while and hasn't worked out yet. But he was in uh he was at Sup Dogs yesterday.
1: So That's usually the first spot on everyone's destination when they come here. If you had seen Petey Pop
2: and were made aware who it is, what would you have said to him, Cookie?
1: What up, my man? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> nice weather we're having out here, right? <laughs> so that's funny.
2: Um, anyway, that's, uh, that is that. I tell you what, let's, uh, look, who knew Greenville was the, was the international was the the worldwide hub of celebrity sightings yesterday? Tom Brady and Mr. Beast getting together, and Petey Pop in the hizzle. Pretty crazy. All right, uh, let's grab a break. Cookie, you want to give away uh, some uh, tickets and uh Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card? Can we do that? You we know what?
1: All Why not? Let's do it.
2: All right. We'll go call her five, Cookie.
1: Oh mixing it up caller a little five. bit today okay
2: yeah yeah two five two five six one game. I mean my gosh you gotta earn it that's a big prize pack we're just having you call in uh two five let's try to get this uh, well I tell you what we, we got to get a guest on so let's let's just uh we'll get the information two five two five six one gain 252-561-4263. Two, five, two, five, if you're caller five you will be the uh, big winner a timeout and when we get back we'll do a pirate report here on the patrick Johnson show.
0: And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, ninety-four-three, The Game. All right.
2: Uh, Cookie, uh, let me know when we get him, okay? Um, do we have him? Okay. Okay, just let me know. All right. Uh, Pirate Report, uh, as we uh, continue on here, of course, uh, Pirate football back on the practice field today. Uh, we will have uh, social media uh, there covering the post-practice. So uh, check that out. Probably before we uh, start wrapping up, we'll see some of the uh, uh, information start to come out of that post-practice session. So stand by for that uh, coming up. Uh, we've got baseball tomorrow, as we told you. Uh, it'll be first pitch number 10, East Carolina. Taking on number 18, Campbell, a top 20 matchup. Uh, Zach Root, the lefty for the Pirates at 2 and 0 with the 276 earn run average against right hander Hunter Lloyd for the Camels, who is 1 and 1. He has a 5.11 earn run average. So that is the, uh, the pitching matchup for tomorrow, as far as our Pirate Report goes, we'll give you a, a preview going in tomorrow. Here's some comments from Coach Godwin and uh, a lot more. That is coming up uh, tomorrow. And if you want to hear uh, about Coach Godwin's thoughts on the season to date, particularly coming off of uh, this past weekend sweep of uh, Missouri State, go to our website, 94.3thegame.com. Every Monday we uh, update about mid-morning, late-morning, uh at the latest, but usually mid-morning, we update our inside the ECU clubhouse with pirate coach Cliff Godwin podcast. Uh, right now, part of our pirate report today, we go to, uh, the phone lines where Joey football, our guy, uh, Joe Sampson, big addition here to 94-3, the game played, uh, in the pirate program the last few years.
1: Birmingham bowl champion.
2: Birmingham Bowl champion tight end Joe Sampson, on the Patrick Johnson Show. Joey how Football, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Patrick, how about you? I'm I'm doing well. I wanted to get from you because you've been there. I wanted to get from you. Yeah. What what this first practice in spring ball is like today after. You go full pads in the stadium like the Pirates did on, on Saturday. So take us inside those meeting rooms. Take us inside the practice. So,
3: so when you first get into that meeting room, depending on who your position coach is, they're going to go write down their schedule for the day, exactly what you're looking for, but they're going to write down one word in all caps, starts with the C, ends with the E, it's compete. Now, they tell you spring is all about competing with the guy next to you, the guy across from you, and the guy in the next room who wants to be in his position over you to get on the bus or get off the bus, which is the term we use to travel as far as being on the bus. Mm -hmm. So today they're going to tell you you're going to go one-on-one. You're going to go what we like to call pod drill with the O-line and D-lines. That's where the tight ends go in. And then the offensive linemen, defensive linemen face off in a blocking scheme. Uh, there should be some good on good team action, as we call it towards the end, where you're running your plays versus our defense, and then that just adds to the competition, and it gets chippy. I gotta be honest, it gets chippy.
2: Joe Sampson, uh, with us played, uh, last year on the Pirate, uh, uh, Birmingham Bowl Championship team. You know, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts about, uh, cause you've been around in Mason Garcia, uh, and I think, uh, I think Mason looked really good from by all has looked good but I think looked really good on Saturday by all accounts and i I think I like the way he's handled himself uh it, how classy he's been, but also how he was really really good and confident in speaking to the media the other day so uh give us your insights on Mason if you will and what are you hearing about his camp so far-
3: M- Mason's had a tremendous spring, just an unbelievable winner from what everybody's been telling me as far as taking his conditioning seriously, understanding what we like to call biomechanics when you're a quarterback. That's how much you can move your hips in order to create velocity on the ball and push the deep ball even deeper than you already can with that cannon for a right arm. But what people don't know is Mason had an unbelievably great back half of the season last year. Obviously, he was behind Holton, who's looking for his opportunity in the next six days now with the ECU Pro Day coming up. But Mason had a tremendous back half of the season where he really kind of dove into the playbook, understood where the coverages would be, where his hole would be, where the receiver was going to be at, and just anticipating those throws that we see all these quarterbacks doing. And from what I've heard, he's now just continued it completely and matured even more to being that QB1 that we will know.
2: Uh, Joey Football, Joe Sampson with uh, Cookie and myself here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh Got this clip I'm going to play here for you real quick, uh, Joe from the other day. I'm excited that 94.3 the game is the home of the Pirates. Look at uh look at our guy Joey Football getting all up in the coach's grill. Look at that. Got that uh, viral video that went uh, nuts on our social media. Look at you look at you there. Nice work there. You he carried out your assignment. He even had the burner accounts coming out. He did have the burner. <laughs> I I know you did well when the burner accounts came out uh to to talk about how, what a bad job we do. That's when, when, when it always happens in the spring. We're terrible in the spring. It's, it's, it's always we, it, it, you can set your clock by it every year. It's like daylight savings time. It comes every time this time of year. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was really something there. You got, you got coach. He was, he was fired up and he knew who you were, Joey football. I thought you were kidding the whole time, but he knew who you were. <laughs>
3: No, I, I can't confirm he doesn't actually know my name. Uh, <laughs> I am in constant contact with Coach Houston. It's not a stalker thing. There's
2: no restraining order. Right, right. What are you talking to Coach Houston about? I mean, I, I know you can't get into every intimate detail, but, I mean, uh, you know, obviously he's <laughs> wanting to keep up with you, right?
3: Yeah, you can just ask how I'm doing. I ask him how he's doing, how the transition's gone. Uh, just the difference between this team this year and now the team coming in in the next year as far as we talk about with the new freshmen and all that uh talk to him i want to say it was last thursday before that uh football practice. actually just see how he's doing how the kids are doing we have a great relationship we have since i came in he's an unbelievable guy to his players and to everybody in the program
2: wow all right so you went to vegas for spring training or spring training spring break you actually got to go to spring break this year right
3: I did. I did first spring break. I got to do me and my girlfriend and her parents actually went out there.
2: Oh, uh, we, okay. we
3: tagged along for her mom's work trip, so that was just a great experience. All right. Well, good.
2: I'm glad you had fun. All right. Thank you for giving us some insight into what is going on. For having uh, me on. Yeah. No, it's always good to talk. We'll see you around here soon. I'm sure we'll see you at the baseball stadium at some point this weekend. Sounds good. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thank you, Joe. There he goes. Thank Joey you. football cookie. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Joey football cookie. The good man. Good insight. The it's man. Good insight on today's pirate report there. I like that. Uh, we've got some real interesting stuff coming up over the next several weeks. Some really huge developments over the next few weeks. And I think, uh, I think fans are going to really enjoy what is in the offing for a lot of things that are going on. So, I uh, had a long, uh, discussion this morning about that. So, uh, It'll be we'll be announcing probably in the next month, I would say, we'll be making a pretty, pretty major announcement, uh, which will be a lot of fun. It's good for everybody involved. So I think it'll be tremendous. So I'm excited about that. All right. That is today's uh, pirate report brought to you by Team Boneyard. Uh, the uh, NIL collective. Look, it's here, folks, the NIL, and uh, it's it's a wild world. And, look, I think basketball, football is very important, but I think basketball is is the sport we're seeing a lot of NIL money thrown around, and rightfully so. There's a lot of interest in college basketball. Don't let anybody kid you that college basketball, that people aren't interested. They are, especially the tournament. And, you know, look at the exposure that a lot of these universities are getting. Look at the exposure that a lot of these uh, programs are getting. St. John's has gotten the most exposure they've probably gotten in years by hiring Little Ricky Patino. Little old Ricky Patino this morning. Uh making it official. We'll maybe get to some of that audio later in the show. Right now, uh we're gonna get an update and a break, and then when we come back, uh remiss in mentioning uh but doing it now that uh pirate lacrosse is playing very well, eight and one. They've got a huge game tomorrow in Greenville at five o'clock against nationally ranked Duke. So that'll be a big test for uh, Coach Barnes and the Pirates, and Amanda Barnes will join us coming up next segment to talk about the uh, lacrosse season so far for the Pirates. But right now, Chris Cookie Cook with a ninety-four-three, the game sports flash update. Cookie,
1: starting off, ECU athletics director John Gilbert was named today to the NCAA Division One Baseball Committee. The committee provides administrative oversight of the Division I baseball championship, including the College World Series. His term of service begins on September 1st, 2023, and continues through August 31st, 2027. ECU football is continuing their spring practice this afternoon. Videos of the post-practice press conference can be found on both our Twitter and Facebook shortly after the, after the conclusion of the press conference. Coach Houston said after Saturday's full pads practice that the defensive line has stood out to him so far. This spring. I think our
2: defensive front stands out and they should.
1: You know, those kids they all started as
2: freshmen in twenty twenty. Uh, brought in J D to add to that group last year, but I mean those guys, those kids have been here playing for three years. You know,
3: they're a veteran group and they're a tough freaking hard nosed group. So uh, you know, that's that's the bunch that's gonna
2: stand out here in practice.
1: ECU Baseball will be back in action tomorrow afternoon, taking on Campbell at 6 p.m. We will bring you a condensed episode of the Patrick Johnson Show with baseball network coverage starting at 5.45 p.m. ECU standout Lane Hoover showed Pirate Baseball some love after their win Saturday. Oh, man, it feels good. I enjoy hearing the uh, Hoov chants. Sometimes it sounds like booze, but nah, it ain't. But nah, it feels great. I love the fans. They're the best fans in the country. NC State will open the 2023 football season facing off against Tennessee in the Dukes-Mayo Classic. This will only be their fourth meeting all time. The Dallas Cowboys are looking to fill the void they now have with the absence of Ezekiel Elliott, and they attacked this today by signing Ronald Jones. Also from free agency today, the Bills have signed Damian Harris to a one-year deal. And folks, in some very sad news, we've learned that Knicks legend Willis Reed has passed away today at the age of 80 years old. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family, friends, and fans. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game sports update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIO initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The The Game. <laughs>
0: We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate
1: with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is
0: coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94 3, the game. And 943thegame.com.
2: Coming up on Wednesday night, East Carolina hosting number 18 Duke at Johnson Stadium in lacrosse. The game. Open to all of Pirate Nation. If you can't make it, streaming on ESPN+. plus. Let's welcome in the coach of the uh, ECU lacrosse team. It is Coach Amanda Moore back with us on the Patrick Johnson Show. Coach, thank you for taking some time here with us. Great to talk to you. Great to hear you, Patrick. Hope everything's going well there. It is going really well. Uh, you guys are going really well right now. Eight and one on the start. Uh, got by Old Dominion in a uh, tough game. It's been a really... Uh, Really exciting season so far for your team.
4: Yeah, yeah. Tough game, you know, playing uh, in Norfolk on astroturf, turf, you know, against a really gritty, gritty opponent. Um, you know, our shots weren't necessarily dropping early on. Just felt like the girls, they battled. Battled to stay in it and get the win. So excited for that first conference win uh, of the season. You all also have not played at home in quite a while. We have not. No, it, it doesn't feel like we've been gone though. Um, you know, ODU is a day trip right, for us. Right. Um, and, and the same thing at Elon. They're really long day trips and, and, and like a lot to manage just, you know, in terms of like getting the team up, making sure nobody's sleeping on the bus on the way to the game because they're short <laughs> drive, shorter drive. Um, you know, but in terms of like being able to sleep in your own bed at night, um, it doesn't feel necessarily like a quote unquote away, but we're so excited now to, to be hosting and be home and be hosting to get home.
2: Tell me a little bit about Duke, top 20, uh, very good. I, I think they were a little higher in the polls at one point this season as well.
4: Yeah, you know, they, I mean, like, great team, um, really strong opponent. Um, they've had two one-goal losses in the last two weeks that sort of have dropped them down the polls a touch, but, I mean, it's against other top 25 opponents, and they just, um, just dropped a the contest to the number one team in the nation, which is Syracuse. Um, who just in new, newly number one this week. Um, so they've played some really quality competition. Um, so I'm sure they're going to be coming in here hungry. We're talking to, uh, Amanda
2: Moore with, uh, ECU lacrosse. Pirates will be at home tomorrow against Duke at 5 p.m. Johnson Stadium, free to Pirate Nation. A nationally ranked Duke coming in. It's a big game, so I certainly hope, uh, a lot of folks will go out and enjoy, uh, what should be a really nice weather, uh, day uh and uh improving temperatures so we will see uh about uh about uh, all of that tomorrow but uh hope folks will go out and cheer on this uh team as a uh, as they host uh duke uh coach uh, as far as the you know program and its its history uh mm-hmm. i guess 18 was the was the inaugural year but uh so year 5 year 6 of of uh of the program how has the evolution gone from you know, in your mind from then till now and your time here and that sort of thing.
4: Yeah, it's just, it's so interesting as that, Patrick, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. It's, it's been interesting because when we started the program in 2018, we sort of had this, you know, like great, um, you know, surge um, right before COVID happened. And then it felt like we went right back to rebuilding because we had all that time away with and off, you know, and away from each other. With the COVID shutdown and then a COVID season that just saw so much fluctuation in our, in our roster and availability and ability to practice. Um, so it's just like a weird break right in the middle of that. Like when you're building a program, you're building it and you want to keep, you know, stacking years and training on. And we had such a weird, um, like everybody else, um, pause in all of that. It really feels like we've, you know, coming off of last year, we were able to start gaining momentum again. And it feels like coming off of last season you know our fifth season as a program but really third non-covid year we're still we're still in that momentum phase like we've been able to kind of keep that traction and keep building
2: uh coach uh your goalkeeper uh it's been solid for Bryn you Bryn Knight yeah tell me a little bit about uh Bryn Knight and the year she's had so far
4: I mean Bryn is just so solid she's been really consistent um, you know, not just consistent in between the pipes, making the saves, but also just consistent, you know, mentally and emotionally in the game for our defense. Um, our defense is playing, you know, really well right now. I think, you know, giving Bryn, you know, what you know, you kind of say in the business is like, you know, good, savable shots. Um, you know, you want those low percentage shooting angles and defense has really been able to sort of uh, get some people to the outside or maybe rush a few shots and burn coming up with those saves
2: stylistically, what what kind of, you know, brand of, of lacrosse is this team playing? I mean, how would you describe that to, to the listeners?
4: Uh, really gritty, um, gritty and selfless um, and just focused, I think would be the other word. I think when you watch our team play right now, um, they're extremely disciplined in, you know, doing the little things, the fundamental things well, um, but they have a lot of fun doing it. Um, so, like, if you're at the game tomorrow night, like, the celebrations, they're all just so sincere. Um, it looks like they're over the top, you know, jumping for joy, but it, it truly is. They're playing with joy um, and a lot of freedom while being disciplined and executing on those fundamentals.
2: So uh, tell some of the uh, folks tuning in here about some of the, you know, players to kind of keep an eye out for. Who's having a really good year for you, uh, you know, yeah. at the point of attack, but also, uh, you know, defensively, who's having a strong season?
4: Everywhere, I love the field. Yeah, so, um, you know, like you said, for night, and our goalkeeper's been really, really solid. Um, one of the offensive threats that we have, number seven, uh, Caroline Kimmel, um, who you will see whose um, mother is actually the head coach at Duke University. Oh, um, wow. She's out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little lecture, um, you know, out, out there tomorrow night. Um, it's a family rivalry as well, I'm sure. Um, she's going to be on the field for us, really helping to sort of uh, lead our offense uh, Leah Bestity, number 23 on attack, um, just a really talented player and, you know, our offensive, or excuse me, our defensive and, you know, we've just really seen great, um, great performances individually, but as a unit from, from all of our core defenders. It's great to, um, uh, oh, go ahead coach, go ahead. Go oh, no, Yeah. No, I'm just thinking like, you know, Summer Morrison's been fantastic. Alex Jackalone. we have two sisters out there, um, Maddie Kircher, Kelly, Kelly, they've all been great.
2: Uh, Amanda Moore is with us here. It's great to talk, uh, with, with coaches. We, uh, as we talk lacrosse and, uh, Duke and ECU tomorrow from, uh, Johnson Stadium, uh, at five o'clock will, uh, we will be on. I, I want to go back to Kimmel. What a recruiting yeah. job by you. I mean, to, yeah.
4: how, boy, how about pulling yeah. that off? What a coup. Yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, I, 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 probably should I, I was, uh, a coach and assistant coach at Duke for a long time. So, um, you know, it, that probably helped me in a lot of ways, um, having known Caroline for a long time, uh, when I was at Duke, uh, working for her mother.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, with the conference, you mentioned Old Dominion. Remind mm-hmm. the listeners who's in the, the American for lacrosse
4: yeah it's tricky and it's it's the doozy of a conference <laughs> so um temple and ecu are the two traditional aac schools uh that hope that that have women's lacrosse right now um Cincinnati uh did and and does and they are still in our conference even though they are uh departing in other sports um and then we have got odu and jmu um jmu is currently ranked number five in the country oh wow yeah, so we have, I think they're in the Sun Belt and other sports there, yes. the AEC mm-hmm. and Women's Lacrosse. Yep. Um, and then we have the two SEC schools that sponsor Women's the University of Florida, who is currently, I believe, number eight in the country, as well as Vanderbilt.
2: And then you all last year, you did, did you make the postseason coach? I mean, you, you had a late did. push, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We,
4: we had, we had a great push. Um, you know, big win, um, at Cincinnati. Um, in the end of the season, that really helped solidify us for some postseason, which we hosted. Um, really excited yeah. uh-huh. to host that and, and very much want to get back there. You know, only the top four teams in the conference make the postseason. And, you know, we're, we're looking at two of those teams right now are sitting in the top 10 in the country. Um, so it's an extremely competitive conference, adding Jamie to the conference, uh, new this year, um, really just gave us even more of a push. And I think notoriety across the lacrosse landscape.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Coach War, uh, with the new teams coming to the American, will any of them be participating?
4: Uh, w- this year?
2: No, no, next year. When you have all those six that come with Rice and um, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, uh,
4: so UNC Charlotte will, uh, will be adding, they're adding women's lacrosse. Okay. So, but they won't be ready to play in conference, um, not this com- not 2024, but 2025. Gotcha. And then recently, the University of South Florida, USF, ah. announced they added women's lacrosse. So we actually had two AAC schools add women's lacrosse in the last year. Um, so now we, we are going to be the new guys in town anymore. <laughs> uh, we've, been, we've been the new guys in the conference for a while um, as one of the newer programs. Now it's going to be UNC Charlotte and USF, um, and they'll join the conference in 2025.
2: Is it easier to uh, – it's never easy to recruit, so that's not the question, mm-hmm. but I mean as far as – uh, you know the program's been around now for a handful of years. Mm-hmm. Is is the name getting out there a little bit? I mean, is is this is it? Is are you talking more about the program and less about where is this place?
4: <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, because I mean, lacrosse really Division One lacrosse really didn't exist east of ninety five in the state of North Carolina before we started, right? So, um, you know, we're noticing that a huge uptick, especially coming off of last season and the momentum. We were able to gain making the postseason season um, in our recruiting and just in notoriety, visibility as a program, our creative media team, I feel like has done a really great job at helping us get the word and the brand of ECU and lacrosse out there. Um, you know, that's that it, it's very much to your point. Um, we, we don't have to explain where ECU is anymore and what our goals are as a program. I think, you know, we're sort of seeing some of that live out now in real time, um, and it's helping us for sure in recruiting.
2: Well, I hope everyone will go out tomorrow, 5 o'clock, against number 18 Duke. It's ECU and Duke from Johnson Stadium in Greenville. And mm-hmm. uh, it will also be on ESPN Plus if you can't make it. In fact, uh, their next handful of games for uh, ECU lacrosse will be on ESPN Plus. It's always a lot of fun to watch. Hey, Coach, uh, we've got the double on Saturday, the noon game against Mercer and then baseball. So it's going to be a double uh, shot broadcast on ESPN Plus, I was told earlier in the week. So that's, uh, I know, I
4: know. Busy. Busy day for our support staff. They, they, they're going to rock it out. They kill it as, as always. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to be an exciting day in and around, uh, uh Greenville here.
2: I'm going to get over and watch some of Mercer before the baseball broadcast, coach. Uh, but uh, good luck against Duke tomorrow.
4: Thank you so much. And, and, and please do, um, Mercer is our military appreciation day. Awesome.
2: Um, awesome. Yeah. And we
4: actually, we actually have a cadet, um, who is in the ROTC in our, on our team. So a little extra special there on Saturday as okay. well. Okay. Who is that? Uh, uh, Aaron Golden.
2: Okay, awesome.
4: Another
2: player to watch, 25. Yeah, got you. Gosh, that's great. All right, Coach, great yes. to talk to you. Always a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick.
4: Have a good one.
2: You too. There she goes, Amanda Barnes. Pirates 8-1 uh, and one in lacrosse. They got Duke tomorrow. That is a free game. You can go out at 5 o'clock uh, and uh, go out there and enjoy some lacrosse. It's supposed to be uh, pretty decent around here. I know there's a chance of rain south of here tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, that's going on and you can, uh, take the kiddos out and have a, a great night at Johnson Stadium as, uh, you'll see some high level across. Pirates are playing well. They're a scrappy bunch. Uh, also want to give a quick, uh, congrats. Uh, it's in order for, uh, the ECU golf, uh, program. They won the, uh, Pirate Intercollegiate at Brook Valley. Uh, they did that, uh, today. So, uh, congrats to, uh, Kevin Williams. And, uh, ECU Golf for that, uh, victory of the, uh, in, ECU Intercollegiate. I'm sorry, ECU Intercollegiate. They win the uh, team title and then, uh, Lucas, uh, Augustin, uh, Augustin, the, uh, freshman winning the individual title. So that's really great. They had held it out at Brook Valley. Great, uh, great place out there. So. Uh, congrats to, uh, Kevin. Well, we'll get Coach on, uh, sometime soon to talk a little bit about, uh, the, uh, spring golf, uh, season, uh, and, uh, this, uh, event. So we'll, we'll catch up with Coach. We may even we'll try to work him in tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, excellent, uh, interview with Coach Moore. Appreciate her time. Uh, what is, uh, yeah, look, Cookie, you know what they say? If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right?
1: I've heard that plenty of times. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Ricky Pease made it to New York before. He's headed back. We'll go through all of those deets right after this.
0: More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. (laughs) On your flagship home of pirate football. 94.3 The Game.
2: Coming up, uh, tomorrow, Pirate Baseball, airtime 545. We will have a, uh, regular show tomorrow for you here. So tune in. We'll get you ready for ECU Baseball taking on Campbell Top 20 matchup. Uh, right now, let's go, uh, to, uh, well, Cookie, you've got, the, this, this, uh, audio is is this patino talking or is this just the report
1: where, no this uh, is the, where they John... first broke it on espn and they give a little bit of insight and stuff
2: all right uh so rick patino uh is the new uh coach at st john's was introduced today uh vows that the program will be back uh let's uh play this here. let's see what uh they're saying
0: The big east iona coach rick patino has agreed on a six-year deal to indeed become St. John's head coach returning to the Big East Conference with ambitions of restoring the Red Storm to national prominence, sources told ESPN on Monday. What do you think, Fonz? I think it's a great hire. Uh, Rick Patino's won
2: everywhere that he's been. Kentucky, Louisville, most recently Iona. And because of his connections in the Wall Street in that area and being a native born son, he will have
0: no issues raising NIL money. What a great choice by St. John's.
2: That's an interesting point. 64 and 22 at Iona. Six year contract for the 70 year Patino. Uh, NCAA championships with Kentucky and Louisville, the latter of which was vacated due to the sex scandal involving recruits. He was fired in 2017 amidst a federal probe into fraud and corruption in college basketball. Uh, he coached at Greece and then uh, was hired by Iona in 2020. And, and I thought that might be where he kind of finished it out, but this is obviously an opportunity to uh, bring in a big name in the sport and, uh, yeah, look, St. John's in the biggest city in the world, uh, is, uh, is, is taking the headlines uh, today. A uh, couple quick notes on the NCAA tournament. Uh, the defending champ, this is uh, by my guy Tommy Maddox from the uh, Tommy Card fame in K-Town. Defending champ is gone. And for that matter, none of the schools that have won the past seven national titles are still in. Uh, Tournament champs of the Big Ten, ACC, Big East, Pac-12 are gone. No Purdue, no Duke, no Marquette, or Arizona. The top six winningest programs in the history of the sport are gone. UCLA is number seven. All the 12 seeds are gone for only the sixth time since the tournament expanded in 1985. None of them knocked off a number five seed. How about that? Good stuff there. Hey, thanks to Amanda Barnes for being on with us today. Great to talk to her. Uh, Pirates tomorrow tomorrow in Lacrosse they'll take on nationally ranked Duke at five o'clock it's free so head on out and give them some support also uh, big thanks to Chris Cook and uh, Ben Sampson today we'll catch you tomorrow morning on talk of the town and back here at five tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson shoe